0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the My Love of Golf podcast. Thanks for joining us wherever you are, around Australia or around the world. We really appreciate the time that you take out your day, your month, your week to tune into two golf tragics who, uh, like you, love their golf and love talking about it. Sometimes it makes a lot of sense. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. Sometimes it's just all about sitting around having a chat. And that's what we're doing again this week. I am in Sydney. Scott's in Melbourne. Let's bring Scott in and have a chat and catch up about all the things in golf and talk about this week's Oz Open. Uh, Can't wait to get it started. I'm up here. Been on the range. Um, Let's go. Scott Carter, welcome back to the My Love of Golf podcast.
1: How are you? Roscoe, good, thank you, mate. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, great to be here, mate. We're in the middle of uh, a fantastic couple of weeks of Aussie golf, and we had a ripping start to it last week, and yeah, looking forward to just chewing the fat on the golf.
0: Uh, well, it was a ripping start. The um, PGA up at Royal Queensland turned on a fantastic show. Uh, it, sh- again, showcased a... A quality golf course, uh, played with some yep. width, but um, you know, didn't play didn't play easy for uh, many of the uh, contestants that were in there, many of the very fancy contestants that were in there. Uh, but we did see the crowning of the great, uh, and maybe it's too early to call a young 20, uh, early 20s golfer the great, but mm. uh, whether it's not now, it's just uh, it's, it's not if it's just when, uh, yeah, Willie is a great golfer. A great young ambassador for Australian golf and uh, could potentially um, on this trajectory keep being, uh, may turn into being one of Australia's greatest golfers that we've ever yeah. produced. Uh, it was an emphatic win, um, only a few shots, but uh, he, he sort of always looked like, you know, after yeah. the sort of first, first or second day he was going to have it. Uh, but it was great um, for what I saw. I didn't see it all. I had a busy weekend. Uh, I've sold a house on the weekend, uh, Scott. So big news! Oh, great work, Roscoe! Congratulations! Thank you. Um, it's been a uh, you know an absolute um, monumental effort to get it to the state of being able to sell it. After um, you know, you know, when you live in your place for twenty something years and things need doing, and you know, you, you keep on top of it, but not everything. Uh, yep. well, it took us a while to get there, and we got it, and we uh, anyway we move on more on uh, all that sort of stuff because it's there's a few things to. Uh, there's a few things that are going to come out in a few weeks, Scott, and uh, I look forward to sharing those with you as well because uh, I, I might have been being a bit secretive about a few things, but um, we'll keep it for another time. Yeah. But sold the house, didn't see a lot of the golf, but saw enough yep. to know that yeah, Minwoo was a bloody champion. Um, yeah. How was? How did you see it?
1: Man, I watched a little bit of it. It sounds like you got the job done on the house, just the way that uh, Minwoo did. Um, I mean, super impressive. Y- y- yeah, like he's 25, Roscoe. So, like, you know, I guess it's um, – he's not quite, like, reaching great status, but uh, but he's he's trending that way at the moment, certainly last month, you know, second win in in under a month, I think. And this was his third win on the DP World Tour. So um, – and he, it was just such a dominant effort, mate, He he um, – was down behind by one after the first round. But once he got a sniff of that lead, he just did not give it away and uh, and, and just played incredible golf, aggressive golf. Um, and when they were coming at him on Sunday, he, uh, he hit back, um, you know, early on in that round. Was, he made a bogey and um, the young Japanese player made a couple of birdies to tie it up after the first three, I think. But then he, he hit that T-shirt on four. I don't know if you saw that, but um, – he was a couple of holes after Joaquin made his hole in one and Min just about does the same thing, makes Bertie there and, and then he's off. You know, he, he was uh he was playing incredible golf. So it was fantastic to watch. He's electric, he totally cooked it and um and yeah, just played up to the crowd in such a fun way. We've seen that from him you know, a little bit um, over the last 12 or 18 months as his profile has started to rise. And, yeah, it feels like a, a big year for Min, Yu, Min Wu in you know, 24, that's for sure.
0: But just a little bit about it on the playing up to the crowd. So I was lucky enough to be sitting in the press conference today, uh, his opening press conference at the Australian Open, uh, listening to, to that and some of the media colleagues asking a few questions. And uh, to paraphrase, uh, the question was like, know how did how do you handle the pressure yeah you seem to be having a lot of fun um Mm. you know playing up to the crowd is that is that part of it you know i'm not repeating this word for word but um certainly Mm. the 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 vibe from minwoo is like he's totally comfortable with that you know like he likes having fun he likes making people happy you know he's grown up in uh that social media age um you know he's very comfortable he's been doing social media and entertaining people for a very long time and you know it's just appears to be an extension of that so he's not going to you know shy away from his personality on the golf course when he's got the opportunity to um you know entertain quite interesting to hear him have that have that approach and he doesn't take
1: himself too seriously, does he? Which is which is refreshing, you know. Especially in golf, a little bit. There's a few of the guys that are maybe a little bit too too stiff and uh, and and whatever. But no, he he doesn't take himself too seriously. Loves taking the Mickey out of himself. Some of the stuff he puts on social is just you know fun, and uh, and and you know, good banter. So um, so yeah, and you can see when he chipped in. I think it was on the ninth there chipped in for eagle and and like it was he had the the crowd pumping you know he was uh, getting right into it um and he loves it you can tell he loves it so great to hear that that response in the press conference
0: uh and it, yeah again guessing but it just might be that mental ability to switch in and switch on and switch yeah. out and switch off you know very very quickly um we've talked you know, we will talk to Jamie. because i spoke to Jamie during the week, and we'll have yep. our, our session, and we'll do our podcast, our next podcast on, we'll do a podcast with you and Jamie, and crack on back with the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast. But you know, very yep. much that those learnings are about sw- being able to switch on and switch off, and, and get out of your head. You know, when you're not standing over the ball. Um, mm. And uh, it might, maybe it's something to do with that, but it's just unbelievable that he could entertain the crowd, put the cooking hat on, yeah, Stuart, Stuart, know, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. typical typical Scotsman, you know, sneaks a cooking a chef's hat in from the restaurant into his bag and, and pulls it out at the appropriate moment, you know, like you can, <laughs> always, you can always rely on a good good uh, Scotsman to have the um, the right gag at the right time, um, ready to please the crowd as well, and they're yeah. making a, a good a good duo, um, but uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, and he had the thunderclap going there on the 17th, mate, with that chef's hat on. Like, he was just, he was in the zone and uh, and in character, wasn't he? So, yeah, it was great. Good fun.
0: Cool. has seem to love a party hole. Uh, mm. It's grown. It's grown. The party hole up there, you know, it was once upon a time, might have been just uh, like the tailor made party hole. So, it was sponsored by them. One and one, you know, um, last year, yeah. Stand behind it. And this is like the second or the third year, and it's stands have grown. The infrastructure's grown. And, yeah, you know, the consumption of alcohol and fun and noise have certainly grown. And yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, I think for for all you know, if you surveyed all of the golfers, um, yeah, you know, I think they're all fairly comfortable. Most of them loved it that environment. Yeah. Yeah. We just
1: need the crowd to be lining up at uh, at sunrise in in Queensland, mate. What time's sunrise? Yeah. We talked a little bit about that last week, but lining up at the gates and and making the bolt through the grounds to get the best seat—that'd be—that'd uh, be a hell of an achievement for the for the uh, tournament, wouldn't it?
0: Oh, you're obviously referring to the waste management. Uh, yeah, where that certainly does happen. They have that <laughs> maniacal run. It's like you know, yeah. like, uh, the, the Christmas. <laughs> we used to see Christmas sales. Like, oh, yeah, right. Boxing Day sales. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, No, very good. Um, What were the other standouts from uh, the uh, AusPGA? There were a number. You mentioned mentioned, uh, Hoshino. Yeah, uh, Hoshino. Ryuku. Ryuku? Sorry, the linguistics are gone. Ryuku. uh, Hoshino, great young golfer. Doesn't say too much. I don't think he speaks any English. Right. Um, No, well, I mean, he certainly knows how to use his golf clubs. Yeah.
1: He, uh he played really well I mean he he certainly came came at minwo there in that first few holes um, and didn't really go away you know so um but he's had six wins on the Japanese tour so he, he knows how to win and he knows how to put the pressure on um at the young age so um so yeah no, he was a standout um leash was definitely a standout he's had a not so great year um, on the live tour um, but to have a final round 64. And finish right third. I think he'd be pretty happy with that, and and use that to go into twenty twenty four season, um, and you know, maybe even this week. Um, so there are a couple of standouts like Curtis Luck. You know, is a name that's good to see up on that leaderboard as well. Um, he shot all four rounds in the 60s. So you know that that's great golf, and and um, so good to see him up there. Um, yeah, Joaquin Neiman, another live player. Um. Up there as well. Good showing. Had that ace on Sunday. Uh, it's good to see. You know, to be if I'm honest, Roscoe, it was good to see a few of the live guys mixed in amongst a few PGA Tour players, mixed in amongst a few um, DP World players, with a lot of young Aussie up and coming talent. And it was a hell of a strong field because of all of those things mixed together. So, you know, that, that that's only good. Um, you know, it's it's great great to see that. What I noticed on socials, anyway, the DP World Tour wasn't, you know, shying away from posting about these live guys. Like they they posted happily around Joaquin's hole in one and celebrated that. So, you know, I didn't see any any, uh, you know, like disregarding of those players on socials. So, that, that, that's hopefully a sign of things to come. Um, what else? Like uh, Scotty, Scotty was uh, was good in the first two rounds, but just. Just faulted in those last, on the weekend, the last two rounds, 71 and 70. Um, But, you know, it was good to see him in in the mix. Hopefully he can go into this week and uh, do that again and and maybe go a bit better on the weekend.
0: Yeah, some big names up there. Cam Davis, um, obviously coming home. He's got a solid solid month of golf. Uh, ahead of him, you know, this week being the second of those uh, weeks on the Australian road. He's got the Sand yep. Belt Invitational and the Cathedral Invitational. Yeah, right. Uh, he's um, playing a lot while he's here. It's great. I learned a lesson today, you know, like sitting in a media conference, like when they uh, offer you the opportunity to um, ask a question. You, know, you should just go for it and back yourself in and, and not be shy about asking questions when you've got the opportunity. If they give the badge to you to sit in there, you should ask the question if it's a decent question. I didn't yeah. ask the question today of Cam Davis. Uh, the okay. question I would have asked, but I'll, I'll ask you the question, hmm. um, Scott, and you don't have to answer it as if you're Cam Davis, but what I would have asked him is, you know, a lot of his colleagues on the PGA Tour, it's just gone Thanksgiving, so it's a big holiday week, as you know. Um, but a lot of his colleagues have taken some time off. Yeah, you know, they go on holidays for Thanksgiving and they have, you know, a bit of downtime before they get ready for um, next year. Yeah. And uh, my question was going to be, what would you, how would you answer your PGA Tour colleagues if they asked you why are you going to Australia to, you know, grind away on another four four events and two of which aren't any significance in terms of world ranking dollars or all that sort of thing? Why are you doing yeah. it? And that's um, that's a question I would have asked him. How would you, what, how would you have answered if you were Cam Davis? Well, Ross, I think it's a great question. And uh you,
1: you know, everyone manages their schedule differently and always relish the opportunity to get get some downtime, but have a look at the courses that that were that I'm gonna play over the next four weeks. There's some of the best courses in the world. I don't get the chance to come down and play in Australia, you know, more than kind of once a year and to be able to play some of the best courses in the world, you know, in a month stretch. Um uh is a treat and something we all grew up doing and love doing and who wouldn't take that opportunity to do it as a, as an Australian player? I'd encourage anyone to go and to come and do it. But um also, you know, it's a little bit about giving back to to golf in in Australia. There's a boom, some great young players here. Um you know, I, I want to pass on as much as, as I can to these young players and play in things like the Sandbelt Invitational with young amateurs and young pros and up-and-comers and uh, hopefully see them out on tour, you know, the PGA Tour at some stage. But, um so yeah, a little bit of giving back and a little bit of being able to play some of the best courses in the world.
0: Yeah, well, it's a, a, and I wonder if that is the case uh, I won't get to ask that question so we won't know exactly the answer but mm. yeah you would have you would have to think when you think about the breadth and depth of the golf courses that he will be playing on that it would have to be a very good test and a very good skill sharpening you know training month on the road um albeit back at home um just listening to him today just uh, I don't know if he's married or single or, or whatever but he certainly is the type of young man that uh, you know, you'd, you'd want to take home and introduce to the parents because he's just such a nice, clean-cut young man. Speaks very well, very eloquent, very considered, yep. very measured. Um, to the point where someone asked him about Monash Golf Club. Now mm. he wasn't uh, still plays at Monash Golf Club, but it's not the only club uh, that he played at through his junior career. And he yep. was at you know he went to lengths to answer the question to say that Monash. Country Club is just one of the courses that I played at. And, you know, he referenced the first course that he played at in Castle Cove. Um, he met, right. mentioned Wakehurst Park, Wakehurst Golf Club. I Love played it. Wakehurst. I played Wakehurst when I was a kid uh, at Narrabeen Sport and Fitness Camp for um, golf camp and had rocks yep. in the fairway. It's much better. It's very good now, but, you know, it's like had rocks in the fairway and you, ball, you lose your ball after hitting in the middle. Um, yeah. And every course that he played in the Northern Beaches, because we he's from, yeah, you know, he referenced the, the importance of them in getting them to this point where he's sitting in front of you know the assembled australian media i just thought yeah. it was just a very um nice he, it was a very he, he uh
1: i'm sure he mentioned roseville as well right i read i read somewhere he played at roseville
0: um yeah.
1: as well i remember i've played cricket several times on a on a field that kind of you know borders is just the the wire fence that separates the well, the boundary fence you know over that fence you're in the you're on the golf course so it's not it's not uh you know your country club uh vibe as well at, at any by any stretch but um but yeah uh cute little course.
0: Uh well Cam Davis um look out for him yeah we'll we'll get to talk about it this week we won't have a talk about it this week. Um yeah. But Cam he's Smith was that. a bit disappointing, wasn't he? Well yeah obviously the we've got to state the obvious and um why? Why don't, You we know like what was the reason? You know why? You know, like he's one of the best in the world. Yeah, uh, he, I, I, uh, I
1: mean, I, I um, I'm not saying I'm the greatest uh, golf, you know, predictor ever for saying this, Roscoe. But last week when we were talking about winners, and I said, no, I just don't think Cam can win. I, I just think, I, I, I think and maybe maybe this has something to do with it. Maybe not. Um, but last year it was such an emotional high for him at that event, winning in front of his family, winning that event everything that happened the year before, like I just felt like it would have been very hard for him to get up for this event again this year. And yeah, it's 12 months later and so much is different. And you know, I might be talking absolute rubbish, but I I just felt like it was always going to be hard for him to get excited and get up for the event in the way that he did last year and and win in such dominant fashion. Um, you know it'll be different again next year like cause he'll want redemption he'll want to go he'll be shattered he was shattered you could see that yeah. he was, yeah, was he was holding back tears um very disappointed and uh you know we don't you, you kind of come to expect nothing less from Cam. like he he's he loves coming home to play golf for, in australia in front of the fans and he would have been he was clearly shattered that he couldn't do it but and how's the way that he showed up on the weekend practicing yeah. signing autographs you know i think wore is his normal sunday outfit on sunday like i mean just all class all class um such a great uh, a a great role model for for kids um over that weekend without even participating so you know hats off to him um he'll be
0: he'll be back this week i'm sure he'll uh, he'll use that as fuel to get going uh interestingly i haven't seen uh, I haven't seen a number of players on the range of the Australian. I think they've decided to either base their range time at either the lakes or the Australian, and um, yeah, certainly mm. a, a good number that I have seen on the range in the two days that I've spent there. But I haven't seen Cam, former Rippers teammates Matt Jones, former Australian, Matt Jones, and Yep, and Jed, but haven't seen haven't seen Cam. Anyway, uh, what did you tip Minwoo um, to win last week? Was that right? I think was I that, might have. I that might, might have. that might be on record, Roscoe. It might be on record. Did I? Did I have a top Scott pick? Yeah. Was it did Connor Syme? Yeah. Well, there we or go. Bobby I, Mack. Bobby Mack. I've got a funny feeling because I've I've tipped Connor Syme so many times as a top Scott. Yeah. I've lost track, and I don't. Yeah. I should we should? It's not a tipping we podcast. It down, but we should write. We should write it down <laughs> and publish it. You know. Uh, I think I think I said Connor Simon, but uh, someone will tell me if I'm wrong. But Syme did um, finish T13 and was top Scott. Yeah, uh, again, a number of top uh, Scots turning up. It's good to see. Um, yeah, Bobby Mac. Bobby Mac was another one that fronted the media this morning, and again, you know, like I'm just not media savvy enough. Uh, just it's a it's a new experience, and yeah, probably as one of the oldest people in the room, i was certainly one of the most li- inexperienced, and you know, clearly need to grow some. Um, Uh, Some you know what's and just have a crack. You know what I struggle. I wouldn't put it that way, Roscoe. You know what I struggle with? Like I just I know my accent's gonna when I'm talking to a Scottish person, my accent goes a little different, and I yeah, Yeah. uh, and it was like. I was conscious because I was rehearsing something I was going to say and I was like even, you know, talking in the yeah. accent that I have when I talk to my wife and that sort of thing, which yeah. is a hybrid sort of thing. And uh, anyway, i was just shine away oh, from it. Mate, lean, lean into it, Roscoe. Lean into it. Just go full-blown Scottish to ask the question. Uh, Bob, yeah, Robert is, um, you know, he's here in Australia. He's just experienced life in Queensland and seen all the kids up there that I believe there are many. Um, with the focus on junior golf and, and certainly that's going to be the case in, in Sydney. We hope that there's going to be a lot of juniors come to see there's Australian stars. And we just heard Cam Davis talk about not living too far away from the courses, playing all these other courses and clearly having this, albeit this, a bit of rain, um, great mm-hmm. environment to, to play golf in. And I was going to say, I visited Oban last year where you're from uh, a couple of times and, and you know, went back because it was that beautiful. But... um you know, what was the junior life like? You know, what is it like growing up as a talented elite golfer in the Western Isles of Scotland where, you know, it's a small golf course and there isn't a plethora of golf courses all, all around? Um It's cold mm. and it's wet and all that sort of thing. Um, I, I would have asked him about that and just to, you know, give the assembled media a little bit more perspective of, you know, what it means to be elite golfer in in scotland from there i think i think the perception the perception is that uh it's a home of golf and there's golf everywhere and everyone does golf and it's sort of true but uh i didn't ask him where are your wedges robert because the rumor was all around the place today i heard it from a number of sources that um robert's bag coming down from uh brisbane arrived minus no minus a tailor-made wedge no way yeah, I believe believe that's the case. Um, that was mentioned to me from a couple of sources. Mm. So yeah, you know, we may have been looking for a shaft and all that sort of thing. But yeah, um, right, not, great, not a great not way great to welcome at all. Scotland's uh, current number one uh, rank. Who, who, who are we going to put that on, mate? Virgin Qantas? Who are we going to put that no, on? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't put my reporting skills to too much no. test. Don't worry. I just, yeah, a couple of, <laughs> couple of bikes asked me, did I hear and. Uh, because uh, they had a couple of blokes had told them. Um, yeah. But
1: anyway, I'm sure it'll be all right. we It'll be fine. Talamate uh, Truck will be there.
0: For the field that it was, you know, we had some great Aussie performances. We had some of the internationals that did perform. We had a couple that didn't, uh, you know, do as expected. There were certainly, if you go through the list of names that missed the cut, um, yeah, you'll see some names there that you would have otherwise expected to be there. Yeah. But, um, you know, they're all fronting up this week. It's another strong yeah. field. Yeah. It's another down to field. sydney Yep. forecast is um, for rain
1: oh sorry go on is it really rain? Yep. yeah oh no uh all four days or is it like a bit? Of, do you know there's a bit of patchy like we're going to get some breaks in the weather roscoe or is it like wet weather gear um at the ready at all times i
0: should have qualified that the forecast tomorrow is for rain surprise okay. tomorrow <laughs> and the forecast is for sunny rain on friday tomorrow. saturday sunday <laughs> The forecast is for <laughs> rain tomorrow, but it's been threatening rain all all, all uh, the two days. Uh, but it hasn't rained so much. But I believe tomorrow's like 30 mil. I think they're forecasting 30 mil. So, Oof. you know, that if that is just, you know, jokes aside, if that is just delivered on Wednesday, it's certainly going to soften, um, you know, the Aussie and the lakes up. Uh, we're jumping ahead. Not but, good for uh, the Pro M, Roscoe. Not good for the Pro am uh, You know what? And I'm um, like Mike Brown said um, last week about not getting a start in the uh Oz, Oz open yeah you know, to be to You're be, a to, bit be honest, bummed, you? to be honest I'm gutted yeah <laughs> I'm actually gutted you know like I'm, well 30 Miller rain I mean that that that' make me feel okay about not getting a spot to be honest I've, I've done that at prime before and I following yeah. up for uh, the master's Prime when it was at the Royal Melbourne several years ago with Ashley Hall um, that was before the whispering Journey had started because I certainly didn't leave Ashley Hall with any any um right. whispering that day but it was it was that sort of day uh yeah no but'm I'm, I'm gutted like I, I thought I was all right with it and then I started to see yeah all the players I thought Jesus oh, and yeah. well, more so I, I saw the Aussie um' we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second but yeah I'm quite am quite disquietly I'm gutted um are we finished with the uh the Vic PGA? yeah it was, it was... the, the Aussie PGA. yeah we, we oh, sorry we yeah. Big picture was Dave, Dave Micalizio. He won the week before. The week before,
1: um, but yeah, he'll, he'll be he'll be down uh, in Sydney along with uh, just about everyone else that was in the field there, plus a couple of others that you've mentioned. Maddie Jones gets added to the field. Um, Bads, good to see Bads in the field. Mate, yeah. Back in town, um, that's going to be great to see him uh, on the telly or and and playing the course um, up there. So hopefully he, he shoots him well. He's had a decent. 2023, so who
0: knows? Could be a could be a great finish to the year. Um just just on Mika. Uh so yeah. I looked into him just to go yesterday. Um, but I believe that um he was really unhappy with his T eighteen performance in his first DP World Tour event. And you know, it wasn't wasn't to the standard that he wanted to perform at. And um what yeah you know, that's a tremendous sign for me because he's he yeah. t18 in a in a quality field in his first ever dp world tour event so he's you know he's not happy picked up, that picked that up is some a great buy points and yeah he, he knows that it wasn't his you know best performance or anywhere near it mm. uh, and he can you know perform that well and okay Twelve shots behind, but yeah, T eighteen in amongst um, a very good uh, crowd of people. Uh, Jeffrey Gwan also, it's good to see uh, Jeff, yeah. young Jeffrey um, also at T eighteen in in the uh, tournament. Third or fourth start as a professional golfer. Um, yeah, it wasn't that long ago that I was standing beside him at the AAC with his Australian yep. teammates as as an amateur. Um, Kazuma Kabori also at the AAC uh, played. Yep. Um, obviously, he won the law um, school. Um, Qualifying school last year, so that's why he's playing. He just jumped straight into being a pro. Missed the cut, yeah. So yeah. you know, there's all good golfers. Matty Griffin uh, was up there. drummer golf very own Matty Griffin at seven under. Yeah. Cam John, uh, Cam John, been had a rough year last year. Young Melbourne golfer, great young fellow, PK member, finished t twenty two. Struggling with back issues, still is. Um, Cam told me yesterday that on the Saturday. So he's had seven under, right? Mm. On the Saturday at Raw Queensland, Cam John had to get his caddy to tee the ball up, pick his tees up. Oh, did he? On, on every shot. That's how how much um, you know agony his, his back was in. He was still struggling with it yesterday. Didn't hit any balls, but I uh, saw him hitting some balls uh, today with a training aid and he'd been in mm. some Cairo. So uh, all the best to Cam. Super nice young fella. Had a rough year last year with with injury. Um, so I think he's, uh, but um, yeah, Let's hope so, he's good to, for this to, week. To to get through it and have to have your caddy to to your ball up, mark your ball on the green, um, yeah. So, and then still still shoot one under on the last day, pretty good, pretty good. Okay.
1: Yeah. So we roll into this week, mate. So uh, we've got we've got the ladies playing, we've got the men's playing, we've got the all abilities uh, championship. So um, all playing across those two courses that you mentioned the Australian and, and the lake so um so yeah that's going to be good 3.4 million dollars in the total purse um so a decent sized purse to split between the men and the women um so uh so yeah some nice big names in the in the women's as well obviously all the the, the Aussie superstars Grace Kim Steph um Kempy Minji of course um yeah, we've got Ashley Buhai returning as the defending champ, so good to see her out there again. And we've got um, uh, the um, – is it
0: Jenny Shin? And- Jenny Shin, yeah. I think it's her first yep. visit to uh, Australia, yeah.
1: Yep, Jenny Shin's in there.
0: Um, and uh, Jihai Shin
1: is back as a past champion. Um, so, yeah, some good names in there, mate. It's going to be uh, a good week for the, for the women's tournament. And then – same strong field in the men, so it'll be good.
0: Well, what I can say from spending two days in and around the world, the players are practicing. Is there's a, a tremendous buzz uh, around mm. the place, you know? And much like we've said before about the Vic Open, you know, the the women professionals are happy to be putting on a show in and amongst some of the you know greatest fielders of men that we've been able to assemble here for a while. And Mm. I think the men, you know, enjoy, you know, sharing the facilities uh, with the women, you know, the all-abilities players, you know, getting about the place like the professionals that they are. And um, there's a really good... Atmosphere buzz amongst you know the players while they're going about their business. obviously not that no one at watching uh, at the moment. You know, they're still building all the marquees and the um the player uh, patron sort of entertainment zones and that sort of thing. But um, yep. yeah, it's good to see all these players just mixing and getting getting it done. Uh, as you say, a great field, especially for the women. Uh, did have a chat to Ash Buhai today on the range. Um, great to see her. Yep. She's again being sponsored by. Drum and Golf. Um, I wish we could get sponsored by Drum and Golf, but no. Ash Buha is being sponsored by Drum and Golf uh, for her journey out here, and um, right. she got hurt. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, she's hitting it well. She uh, put the uh, full swing kit launch monitor down behind. her, took a couple of um, pictures and swing vids. Uh, asked about her husband Dave, who's still on a high after the World Cup, and um, I met her uh, caddy. And that's said, "I love, I love how this game of golf continues to deliver." Connections and people uh, that we know. Um, mm. Ash's caddy is Tanya Ho- Tanya Patterson, and we exchanged details because we were talking about Edinburgh, and she saw my husband's from Edinburgh. Oh right, so they've got and they you know stay a bit there and they've got a place there and whatever, mm. uh, and her husband. You know, I said, what about his football team? Yeah, that's what you ask anyone who's you know, got anything to do in Scotland when you're you know, trying to work out who they are and where they are. And so he's a yep. hearts man. So am I. She didn't believe that I knew who hearts were. Of course I yep. did. And, um, and then when I, when I got her Instagram details, said, Tanya Hole Patterson, should you? I said, the Tanya Hole that used to come and terrorise us at Cessnock Golf Club at the Jack Newton Sub-Junior Classic, young Western Australian girl running around being a, cheeky so-and-so, tearing the course apart, you know, younger than the rest of us. She said, how do you know? I said, well, I was, really? the, old, I was the old guy who was a junior captain with Dale Linnetson." and she just couldn't believe it that, you know, on the yeah. range there that, that she was talking to someone who, you know, went that far back and could remember her from, from that day, and um, her husband plays golf at the same course that my late uncle in Edinburgh played at, so it was nice. It was. It's just nice to make those connections. Um, and the yeah, fact that she's Ash's caddy, yeah, and Ash, we got to know Ash a bit last year. Yeah, that was a good. Boring story for everyone listening. I apologise for that, but um, no, not at all, mate. It's uh, that's yeah, no, why as I you love, say, no, yeah, why we love the game. Well, it's why it why I love brings bro. people together. You can, you, you're crossing
1: paths all over the um, all over the world in different different spots, and, and um, yeah, making great connections. So, as you say, that's why we love the game.
0: Um, there are two. There are a couple of things, <laughs> you know. I'll flex here. Uh, Min, I played here, as you know, 2019 with uh, a younger Min Wu Lee. It was exceptional, and he was just breaking through on the DP World Tour at the time. Said that many times. Um, I'll probably continue to keep saying it uh, of until I believe the value of that is run out. But what I was going to make it uh, in jest was there are two things that are, that are great, and both Min Wu Lee is looking great. And the Australian is looking great. And to be honest, um, I, I, it almost was unrecognisable since the last time I was here and saw it. It looks unbelievable. Now, right. the last last time I was here in 2019, it was the smoky, hazy Sydney bushfire mm. time, and maybe it didn't present as well, but they've changed the bunker sand. They were having some issues with the... The bunkers. So they've ripped all of the sand out, uh, lined the bunkers, put this new white sand in. Uh it does look, as it's been referred to a number of times, very American style of right. looking course. It's obviously a Jack Nicholas design. You know, if you look at Mulefield Village, you'll see sort of the the vibe. But it just you walk in, you see that first hole, which is an elevated T across this um, you know, clover leaf style of st- bunkers, uh, uh, sort mm. of a slight dog leg to the right, and it just looks magnificent. The fairways are lush, the cut of the rough is fantastic. It just looks amazing. The f- but, yeah. Not everyone yep. loves the Aussie. Not everyone loves the Aussie. It doesn't rank in the top 10 in Australian golf courses in the, both of the rankings, but it's it's still a quality place. And uh, talking to the players you know that hadn't been here before, many of them haven't, they just couldn't believe that this you know, golf course existed here in Australia. Um, right. So it's, it's great. It's, it's built on sand, yeah. Maybe it could have a few more sand belt features, you know, rather than American yep. golf-style features, but it does look amazing, and Min, Minwoo still looks amazing too. Yeah. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't been across to the lakes. So I'm not going to bother. Um, I'm not, not going to bother, but I'm not able to get across there. I've got to do my stuff here with full swing kit on the range uh, for the next day or so.
1: Yeah. Because it's a bit of a trek,
0: isn't it, Roscoe? Like, it's not, it's not super easy to get to, is it? It's not walking distance, but, you know, I think they've got a shuttle or something, but it's not walking distance and it's a little bit through the suburbs. It's not far away. It's basically adjoining, but it's down the road. Right. So you can't, you can't walk there. Um, It'd
1: be painful for you to get from one driving range to the next.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, Talking to Ash, the Greens, they the big difference. The, there's a couple of differences for those that haven't been and you know going to watch it on TV and they'll probably talk about it on the coverage. But the lakes is Kaikuyu, which is pretty much most golf courses in Sydney, exception of a handful, are and of New South Wales for that fact, are Kaikuyu. Uh and the uh, Australian is like a bent uh, is like a Bermuda, like a cooch type grass that we're probably more familiar with from you know down south, um yeah, so that's a key difference. so two different grass types, which talk listening to the players and talking to the players on the range that's that's a bit of a you know challenge, but as I said, we'll just have to adapt to it, you know, but it's a challenge, and the dip speed of the greens um seemingly the the greens at the lakes were much slower than the greens at uh, the Australian um, right don't know why no, no information on why, but just talking to a couple of players that they were. Yeah, you know, probably running at ten or nine or ten at the lakes, and yeah, you know, seem to be 11, 12 sort of thing at um at the Aussie. Mm. Yeah, well, that'd be uh,
1: that'd be a good challenge for them to adapt to day in day out. Or well, Thursday, Friday, and then what do they do on the spot here, mate? Do they they then play uh um they play Thursday round alternate, and then the weekend the, at one.
0: Yeah, the weekends at the Australian. So the Australian yeah. is the main venue. So yeah, it's a. Thursday, Friday alternate. There's a Friday cut. Uh, there's no Saturday cut this year. Uh, it's a mm. conden- condensed uh, women's field. So, um, okay. La- last year, yeah, the-
1: yeah. There's a bit of controversy yeah. around it. Yeah.
0: Yep. So, um, yeah, that strengthens the the, the men's field um, relative to the quality of the field that is assembled across both um, men and women. And the all abilities uh, players play Thursday, Friday, Saturday solely at the Australian. So they play only at the Australian. Yeah. And um, yeah, but yeah, that's um, the last two rounds will be at the Aussie. And uh, yeah, it looks fantastic. Uh, We didn't mention the all abilities Abilities, um, team that's assembled. So I think that's 10 players, um, maybe 12. The top uh, six in the. Dubai DP World G4D tour, um, been invited, and then there's some uh, local um, players as well. Uh, Chris Wood's one of those, um, no, not Chris Wood, sorry, um, Lachlan Wood. Um, so we've got Cameron Pollard, uh, Johan um, Stephen Pryor, Natasha Tennant, uh, Juan Postigo, um. Also, we got. Uh, I did spend a bit of time talk to Kip Poppet. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, very nice young fellow. Uh, getting coached by Brandon Rove at Metro. Um, very good. I did see one like one of the young ladies back, uh, Kirsten Rudgeley, who had a great weekend in a uh, oh, great week in the LET uh, last week. She was leading um, that tournament for a good uh, a good chunk, finished like maybe seventh. Um, maybe her highest finish of the year in her European. Uh, yeah, um, she's across. Haven't seen her on the ground yet, but uh, uh, she's here. Janine Wong's also playing as well, which is great. Very yep. good. Very good. All right. Mate, there's, um, uh there's another big tournament on this weekend. The South African Open. Is that right? Oh, oh no! Oh no! The the hero. The hero. The hero, mate. Tiger, he's back. He's Tiger back. gets the, the
1: Tiger gets the cat trophy yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, he's playing with his mate JT. He's paired up with JT. I mean, that's all a coincidence, isn't it, Roscoe? It just happened to be drawn out at the same time. I'm sure that wasn't staged, but uh, um, that's a bit lucky. But no, it, I, mean, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to the Australian Open. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I'm also looking forward to seeing Tiger on the TV again. Um, uh, and, but also, mate, Will Zalatoris is back. Yeah. So, so first time back after seven and a bit months, mm-hmm. I think he's been out. So they're both... They both um, got injured at the Masters and, uh, and haven't played since. So, um, yeah, it's going to be great to see where Will's at and how he's recovering. Um, teed up with Jordan Smith, uh, Jordan Spieth. So that'll be good.
0: Uh, John Rahm playing?
1: John Rahm. Uh, I don't I don't know. I Check I don't think maybe. Uh, I don't think be wrong. so, mate. No, he's not playing. No, neither's Rory. Run. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, there's only 20. It's Brian Harmon, Lucas Glover, Cam Young, Sepp Strucker, and he got a gig, um, Tony Finau, Wyndham Clark, Keegan Bradley, Ricky Fowler, Matt Fitzpatrick, Justin Rose, Sam Burns, Scotty Scheffler, Tiger Woods, Justin Thomas, Jason Day, uh, Colin Murakawa, Will Zalatoris, Jordan Spieth, Max Homer, and Victor Hovland, the um, the defending champion, actually won it the last two years in a row. He's gone for the three-peat.
0: So, Jason, Aussie Jason's all cool to go down to the Bahamas, but he won't come back to play his national t- national championships. Yeah, it is a bit rough. I like JD. I
1: don't want to hang hang on him. But, um, but yeah, it's, it is a bit rich to see that happen, isn't it? But, anyway.
0: We've got Badstock.com down here, leaving 87 kids behind. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> We might have brought him with him. Yeah, okay. Meet, meet, the, meet the Aussie family.
1: Would, you could well have done but I'm sure Day's no. kids would
0: love that too <laughs> um, Jason just come back to Australia give us come play golf chase that's all we, that's all we're asking. come and bring the put the kids on the private check bring them down. Golf Australia will bring out the koalas and the you know all the furry things. That, you know we'll have a petting zoo. I think maybe that might be, might be maybe you know, that's the I can make. a petting zoo in fields of the we, we Open to get Jason a, and his kids here. We we can have a kids' crash for all of the Australians that live you know internationally. They can bring their families and we'll have a petting zoo. There you go, another great idea that I probably won't. Uh, um, no, I'll have to regret that one. Uh, it's not a big tournament. You, you can't say that a few, twenty.
1: I'm not being negative on it, but it's 20 points. Ah, I'm uh, taking the P-double. P double, okay, yeah, fair S S enough. Mate. Um, not a big but tournament. The, it's hitting and It gets all these ranking
0: points and all that, I'm assuming. That's well, all. I don't that's know if outside. it's going to get
1: many, Roscoe. Okay. Like, yeah, I, I don't okay. think it'll get many under the new rules um, because there's only 20 and there's no okay. Like I think it right. doesn't all tick all a lot of the boxes, but right. it's a, well, um, still a strong field. But um, but, And someone's got to win the big tiger, porcelain tiger. Yeah. Well fantastic. Maybe the greatest trophy in golf. Okay. Uh, Roscoe, we, we we didn't mention, we should mention, because um it's worth mentioning. So the Joburg Open was on last week and Dean Burmeister wins, uh wins by three. So he's a live player, wins on the DP to uh, one of his like home opens, I guess. Um and won his way into the, the open championship at Royal Troon um this coming year. So um great for him, great for the uh the live guys that wanna that that are excited about that. But I uh, but You know, it it is good. It's it's good that these guys are all playing together, and um, uh, good on him for for getting the victory and uh, take that momentum into the Stingers season.
0: Well, it was a strong field of local South African players. Um, Mm. You know, these other South African uh, live cohort were there, as were you know Tristan Lawrence and you know a whole host of all the best from that part of the world, which has produced unbelievable golfers over the long period of time. It's a little bit like. Yeah, naturally, natural to compare, you know, what South Africa produce um, in terms of golf and golf quality on a global scale to to what yep. we do, and and again, I guess, you know, somewhat they get a little bit dealt the sort of shorter change in terms of um, the events, you know, like this week we've got their National Open up against the Australian Open. And mm. Has to be a way. Has to be a way that. These tournaments in this time of the year in, in the southern hemisphere mm. that are national opens that have got trophies, significant trophies with the best names in the game in the history of the game, need mm. to be scheduled so we can have the best of the best that are going to want to come to the southern hemisphere play all of these events. Mention it for all of it co kind of sanctioned, yes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I I get it. You know, it's obviously scheduling and Christmas and December and everything else and all of that stuff that goes around it, but there has to be a way to fit this sort of stuff in and, and give both of those fields the best chance of playing in the best tournament at the best time at this time of year for for you know this hemisphere. Um Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yep. I agree, Roscoe. Uh, are, uh, and just there are also three spots available for the um those players that are the first three non-exempt already uh, players in the field at the Australian Open, so um, into the open, great. Yeah, into the open in uh, it's uh, raw turn it in uh, July next year. And if it's, All right, we'll come on, Aussies. Yeah, if Get it's anyone, the, if it's any one of the three players, if it's, if I know them, I'll pick them up at the airport. I'll drive them down there. I'll pick their bags up. i uh, even if you don't know yeah, them, you probably do that. Yeah. Yeah, probably I would if they asked, but uh, anyway, no, I'm looking forward to being there and uh, it's always great to see who gets those spots, who's not already qualified, that uh, gets them. You know, you remember two years ago, the 150th, you know, it was Matt Griffin, Yeah, you know, when he won yep. it at the um, the Vic Open, because yeah, they didn't have the spots at the Australian Open or sort of that um, yeah. because of COVID. So, great. can't wait to see who is the lucky uh, winner of those three spots, because it could be a a life changer. Uh, congrats to Hayden Barron too. I bumped into Hayden Barron. Don't know Hayden Barron. Never been on his podcast. We've never asked him. He's been on all the other ones. And if you want to hear about Hayden Barron, go to the Tee It Up Golf Podcast. Go to the Nineteenth Tee Podcast. He's very, very, very good friends of uh, that, those two podcasts. I'm not yep. sure if we can qual- qualify to call him a friend of the podcast, but I did shake his hand today. I did meet him. I did congratulate him on um, securing his DP World Tour card for uh, this year at the most recent um, qualifying school that he um, performed very well and well enough to get a card. Uh, it was very good. Good on him. Yeah, fantastic. Um, now, while I'm flexing and dropping names, uh, someone who is a friend of the podcast, because I know he has had a listen, uh, he did remember the fact that uh, Mike and I um, chased down his family members at the Oz Open last year at the side of the 18th at fairway at Vic. Uh, Gunnar Wiebe. Now, now, when we yeah. first when we first um, brought Kuno Wiebe's attention to the world, the Australian Australian podcast world, uh, he had just secured his DP World Tour card, I believe, and uh, he was on his way to the Australian Open. And we didn't know too much about him. We had to research who Kuno was, but of course, Kuna Wiebe is the son of um, the great American golfer uh, Mark Wiebe. Um Go through and check out Mark Wiebe's back catalogue. So. Very you know, one of the names in American golf. Um, probably didn't win a major, but uh, it was one of the names back in the '80s. Gunnar is his son, a fantastic golfer. Was very happy uh, that he had maintained and improved his status in his DP World Tour card for next year. yes this year that started. Um, basically, he's qualified for all of the big events, maybe with the exception of the Scottish, and that's his like one of his primary goals is to. Um, get his ranking to qualify for the Scottish uh, Open, which is obviously co-sanctioned Rolex event, um, because he loves he loved that part of the world. You know, he went up to try and qualify for that last year and ended up spending a week in North Berwick playing golf at North Berwick. Um, but just had this great forty-five minute chat to him on the range. He was hitting some balls. You know, he was not. He was hitting some shapes that he didn't like to see out in the course, and he just wanted to come out and. Um, see some shapes you know he admitted that he wasn't a huge numbers guy he was a big field guy and you know had to um see the shape and make the shape and that was coaching that came from his dad um, rather than you know going back to numbers so here I am standing on the range with full swing kits you know showing all these uh golf pros who don't otherwise use track and that about numbers and mm. they're all me. they're all familiar with it but they just don't usually own their own devices and along comes Gunnar basically just walked straight in front of me. I said, yeah, you know, just hit balls here because I was taking up space on the range, which obviously they had prior- priority. And uh, he just taught me through how, you know, his his dad would always take him back to hitting the shapes that he needs to hit because if he can't hit those shapes, then he knew exactly what the inputs were that made him not be able to hit those shapes, you know, too steep, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So um, he was just sitting there. Plotting balls at the different green uh, pins and, and targets that are out on the range and um, and chatting away—it's great. It was, it was so um, such a cool experience to to listen to oh. someone that we had started talking about, had followed the journey a little bit, talked yeah. about his name. Obviously, it's just the, the name stands out. And um, and there he is standing in front of me. Um, it was great. You're giving him
1: numbers. You would have been soaking that up, Roscoe. Great stuff. No,
0: I, I, no, I didn't. No, I very quickly, you know, worked out. It's, it's an interesting thing because, yeah, here I am essentially trying to promote Full Swing Kit, which is the launch monitor that Tiger Woods will use. We've talked about it before TGL. Mm. I'm quite devastated now that I think about it in hindsight that this TGL thing has been bumped to 2025 because it's the sort of promotion and sort of exposure that this little $8,000 launch monitor, which does mm. 90% of the job, maybe 99% of the job as a track man, which is 30000 plus dollars, no discounts. Yep. There's no discount. No one gets a discount. Maybe a PJ Tour player might uh, or an Oz PGA Tour, but it's not much. Yep. Um, and everyone's sort of, it, you can see they're like anxious, not anxious, but they're nervous about it. And the things were great. I had I had it on uh, the range beside a track man and the numbers were all plus or minus a couple of points identical. And right. um, it, was, it was fantastic. But anyway, Back to the point, you know, you quickly work out that Runa doesn't want numbers. So I just put them to the side and just let him use the Mm. space in front of me and use the the side. And then some people go, oh, is that one of those full swing kids? Yeah. Yeah. Can I get some numbers from it? And so, yeah, no worries. Put it down, go through it, um, let them have their numbers. It's it's amazing to to watch, you know, like Daniel Gale um, who – Again, a little bit like me we was a bit of a showman, loves the loves the show, it was, you know, last week at the AusPGA PGA was, you know, whooping up the crowd as well. Yeah. Uh, Daniel is a legitimate paying full swing kit customer. And um so I went down and caught up with him, asked him how it's going, got a couple of photos, all that sort of stuff. And he's like hitting drivers. It's his big thing. He loves he just loves swinging the driver. And he'd go, Yeah, 2,200, Not talking RPMs of spin. Right. Look so back, you're- you look back, 2,248. Yeah. A- and awesome. unbelievable. You know, you go 11, deg- 11 degrees of launch, 11.2. Call it call his distance, and then they had a chipping challenge, and his caddy was giving him a number. He'd just go 35, and he just hit whatever club he had in his hand, the, the lobby or whatever. Yep, that's 34. It'd be 33. Yep. Wow. And, uh, they're just picking numbers, and it mm-hmm. was so cool just to – just to watch, you know, the skill of these guys, just being able to do that. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, no, that, that, that's what I meant, Roscoe, is like you would have been lapping up that experience and just like really like enjoying it. And um, yeah, it's right it's right in your zone. So um, no, that would have been super cool. Isn't it amazing how, how in tune that these guys are with their golf swing and their output and everything, being able to know those numbers? Like, yeah, I guess sure, surely a lot of it is like you've just, he's hit so many balls and seen so many numbers that, you know, he's he, yeah he's going to know when he's off a little bit or on a little bit, and he'll know what his average numbers are. And so there's a lot of that. But um, but to be a to get it so so close, and then the distance control to me is like the most impressive thing. You know, hit at yeah. 35 meters and oh, okay, 34, great, Um,
0: unbelievable. Now, and the other interesting part is watching. And go through routines or not routines, you know, warm up. Uh they're not flushing every single shot out there, I tell you. You know, when you go yeah. to the range and yeah. you know, you peel off a couple of good ones and then you yep. you know, the, the fourth and the fifth one aren't so great. They're doing the same. They do, they're 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 not flushing every single shot. They're yeah. searching, it's just the it's just the variances uh much more controllable much more within a range of very very you know very very good to very 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 good um yeah but it's relative you know it's it's not no different you know they're not hitting everything perfect and you know I saw some golf pros hit quite you know heavy heavy shots um and quite left and right shots so um so if that's a little bit of comfort to anyone who does you know grind out there on the range uh, and, and expect perfect but back to a, that mental discipline. Um, yeah, these guys, these guys aren't doing it either. But let me tell you, when they do melt one, it's like you, you can just stand there and watch it and play it on repeat in your mind because you just want to see it yeah. again and again. Put that in the filing, but, cabinet Roscoe? Yes. Now, um, did we talk about the South African Open? That is another big event on this week. Uh, I think we mentioned about. it. We mentioned it. You got a you got a winner for the South African Open. Uh, Charles Schwartel. is he in the field? I haven't. I, that's you. You control the field.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. To be honest, but I haven't taken a look at the South African Open, but I wish them all the
0: best. Okay. Well, there. South African South African Open is on it's a Gary one of Gary Players courses, and yep. But we'll we'll be eyes all over the. Uh, the Oz Open, yeah. There's too much happening
1: this side of the
0: uh, the Indian Ocean, mate. Uh, tip for the Oz Open? Who are you going with? How you go, how you uh, go back to back, back to back.
1: Well, I'm going to tip Minji
0: Lee in the women's. Again, the press conference, uh, and I saw this written down from uh, some of the, ju- the journalists that were there. Uh, I can't remember the that question about uh, playing in a tournament with his sister. Yeah. They talk about family competitiveness and all the usual stuff that um, comes out. Uh, and he said that whenever he's won, that's right, it would appear that usually whenever uh, Min Wu wins, that Min Ji wins in the not-too-far um, part of time thereafter. So he said, you know, if anyone if anyone wants to have a punt, go and drop it all on Minji because the history would show that she plays very well, performs very well after he
1: wins. Well, there you go. Well, I'm, I'm, I feel better about my tip uh, in the women's. Um, I'm, I'm going to tip. Uh, I'm going to tip Cam Davis. We've talked about him a little bit earlier, uh, but he's been playing well. You know, he's been racking up a few top tens, and um, he's. Uh, I think he's yeah he's he's on the verge of, uh, of a w so why not this week um, Sydney boy
0: why well he's not?
1: got he's got very good memories around this place um, so yeah he, he, he won at the Australian was it the Australian yeah yeah, yeah.
0: so yeah. Uh, yeah it's a good tip and uh, as I said yeah he's a, he's a the kind of partner that you want to take home to meet your parents because he's not going to um, say anything out of place um, he's not going to drink too much he's going to look after uh gonna look after your son, daughter or otherwise. And um you know, that's probably reflective on his on his golf game. Um hopefully if he keeps it tidy, keeps it neat, um, it'll be nice and the score will, will go his way. Again, two different golf courses that require different strategy off the tees, you know, like the is yeah. very much driving course, you know, like a lot of a lot of space for great ball striking. Greens are different, different shapes. Different targets, yep. different slopes. You know, they're much more slopy. Also, the, the lakes than appears on TV. So, um, you know, you never get to see those slopes that they're going to be playing on the greens. The lakes are different. The back nine at the lakes. You know, the the triple water carries and the strategy off the tee. You know, you'll see a lot of irons off the tee. And um, so, it's going to be interesting to see if we get a player that can handle both disciplines. Yep. You know, like, and you reflect on last year, you know, the Vic and Kingston Heath, although, although they're vastly different, you know, they're similar style. Here yep. we've got different grass, different style, of course, albeit next door to each other. So whoever mm. best handles those two disciplines um, will, will be a very, very, very good golfer. That's yeah. so. Who's your tip, Roscoe? I'd love to see Adam win. Yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? See, I'd love to see him win up He probably can. He probably can. He's he probably can. Yep. I'm, I'll tip a bounce back from Cam Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. Strong performance, I think, coming from Cam. Um, uh, and and I think also Mickalusi, mate. I'd love to see him top five. Love to see him top five, top ten in this this event. Be great. Totally
0: possible. Um, yeah, uh, in the women, um, oh, my heart wants to pick Ashbury High because she just, you know, I love, I love a winner. She's, I love the amount of times she's won last year. Can she do it again? You know, I don't think she had the greatest year, but she seems to have, you know, bounced back a little bit. Um, a tipper, I tip Hannah Green.
1: Oh, Hannah Green, yeah, I forgot to mention her. Uh, she was the one standout that I didn't reel off there, but yeah,
0: she's, um, yep, yeah, that'd be good fun too. Yep, Grace Kim had a chat with Grace Kim, uh, had a great, great year again. Home, hometown for Grace, yeah, she, she looked, looked at, very happy, looked in. She always looks pretty happy, doesn't she? <laughs> she is very happy. She's, just, again, such a fantastic young ambassador for Australian golf. You know, had a great year on the LPGA Tour, winning rookie, as we talked about last week. Um, just looks fit and strong. And that, yep. She could, remember last year I was open, you know, she was close and just yeah. didn't quite get it done on that last day. Um, yep. She, she could be very close as well. I'm going to change my team. I'm going to go with Grace Kim. There you go. I'm going to go with Grace Oh. Sydney oh. girl, same as you've gone with Cam Davis. Oh, that'd um, be good, the, wouldn't it? Two Sydney-siders. For the same mm. reasons, I'm going with the Avondale uh, Junior, to so do very well in Sydney. Um, there you go. That's what I'm doing. Good stuff.
1: Uh, um, yeah, sorry, go on. No, I was going to ask, what else What else is happening uh, in the golf world this week, Roscoe? Did you see anything else that caught your eye? There will be something that I've probably mentioned in passing I've, yeah. I've forgotten. Did you see uh, this did you see the uh the social media stuff with the Callaway guys and uh and the, the guy that was going to get a tattoo and they were going to send him all this gear for getting a Callaway logo tattooed on his body
0: I should have said it but I didn't
1: no uh, it's uh it was good fun the guy whoever had control of that Callaway uh social account was absolutely knocking it out of the park and um and sharing the DMs with everyone on their insta account and uh the the back and forth with this guy who was who basically said, Hey, if I get a Callaway tattoo, will you send me some gear? And, uh, uh and so then it started and it, you know, there was uh voting on where he should get it down the chest, the thigh, the back, you know, I'll get a chest and a thigh and, and I'll get a driver and irons. Um, if I, if I get it on my, you know, on my, on my thigh, do I get to, do I get an extra large shirt? Like it was, it was good. And all, all sorts of different brands were kind of jumping in and having some fun with it. Um, I saw today. <laughs> apparently, Callaway Legal de- Department had uh, perhaps asked the guy to slow down a bit on those posts, and and he had to pull a pin on everything. But uh, but I think the guy did actually get a logo tattooed, and he's getting a bunch of gear. So um, so yeah, there was uh, there was a few a few good comments on there. It was good fun, good banter.
0: So the Callaway Legal team got involved. I think that must have, yeah. Well, mate, to be honest,
1: mate, he, he was egging this guy on to get to get a tattoo. So I reckon there's some kind of like responsibility there that uh, the legal team didn't really want yeah, to take on. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I can see. I'll I'll do chest for irons, driver, and wedges. Yeah. Okay. Tattoo size needs to be three by three, three yeah. by three on the chest for irons, driver, and wedges. Irons and driver, mate. <laughs> Throw in a two XL shirt, and I'll get it tonight. I'll send a dozen balls. Make sure you get a video of this; the world's gonna want to see. Classic,
1: yeah. classic. So, Banded Dunes actually commented on one of the posts, and um, and uh, I was going to send him some gear as well if he did it. So, I, I may have replied to them, Roscoe, and uh, and sent them a couple of photos of my ghost tree tattoo, and I may have some exchanges happening in the DMs with ben and Dunes. Um, really? And so what? you know, watch, watch this space.
0: They're not going to claim ownership over your leg. You're not going to have to, you know,
1: when you... No, I just have to give yeah. them 10% of all my winnings from this day on. Yeah, okay. So, well, you, you, take uh, that. you take that 10% as 10% yeah. of nothing's still nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah. You don't want to have to, you know, give your leg up, you know. No, no. Em- 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 Embalment, you know, in 70 years when we... You know, when we're sending you off, Scott. You know, oh, don't forget to give him the leg, to yeah. band, of June's <laughs> him, bum, and Dunes uh, for embalmment. Oh, I'd probably oh, donate my leg
1: to them, actually, mate. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but uh, it's not—it's not the same. But it reminds me of a funny gag that I—it was funny to me—that uh, I pulled on one of um, uh, one of the fellows from the golf club, who's a golf pro, and does know the value of a Scotty Cameron, and and I sense that he. Uh, didn't think that i knew the value of a particular scotty cameron now one of my mates um who was a scotty cameron collector came into the golf shop one day and he told me about his recent uh acquisition it was a copper scotty and uh so give us a look he said yes in the car bring it across I said, i've never seen one um so he brought it across and it was this beautiful copper scotty now they're worth thousands and thousands of dollars as those elite and unobtainable scotties are Mm. and uh so this particular chap uh, who i know is a scotty fan i sent him a picture of it and said oh look look good i just, look what i've got and he came back and said wow where'd you get that and i thought i can have some fun here <laughs> and i had i was sitting my wife's barbershop shop waiting for her to finish i said i can have some fun here and i said uh yeah i just traded it in <laughs> did you <ya? laughs> I said, yeah, 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 on, a, on an Odyssey. All oh, right. Is it for sale? I said, and I, and I traded it for two, two dozen Pro Vs as well. <laughs> he said, what do you want for it? I said, well, you can have it for, for whatever it costs. He said, how much? I said, well, I said, yeah, 150 and a two dozen, give me the two dozen Pro Vs out of stock. And it's your. he said, you're serious? And then I just I, oh, couldn't drag, man, I couldn't I couldn't drag it on anymore. I said, mate, I, yeah, you, you're telling me that I don't know what a copper Scotty Cameron's worth. here. come on. He said, <laughs> do you know who you're talking they're, to, mate? Pretty much. I was like that, and then he, then he came back and said, so it's not for sale. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that could that could be the funniest in my own lunchtime thing that I've done for me. Uh, uh, clearly, but it wasn't funny for him when he found out. When he finally, oh like, yeah. So, it, it, so you didn't trade it in? No, mate, it's it's my mate's putter. Hasn't spoken to <laughs> you since. It's a copper, Scotty. Mate, come on. <laughs> we all know what they're worth. Get over it. Oh right, you 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 and C. Yeah, Um, no, no, no. Anyway. um oh. <laughs> Late breaking news. Right. 36 years in the making, Scott. 36. Not a year of those golfing years have passed where I hadn't thought about when, if, how, where, and why not. So many times been, well, no, not so many times been even close. Failed at the attempts on every par three that I've ever played on in those last 36 years. But last Friday, the Little Frankston Golf Club, Frankston Golf nice. Club, the Millionaires Club, whatever you whatever you choose to call it, the ninth hole, which is also the eighteenth hole, I played off alternate tees with Chris Day, friend of the pod, friend of me, friend of you, friend of Matt Mollica. I did in his company. Now he didn't witness it, and I'll tell you why. Have a hole in one, Scott. Oh, look out! This is the You're second, your first one ever, Roscoe. No, second, second, thirty-six uh, years. Um, uh, 30, okay. Thirty thirty-six years but in the making between the uh, last one. In between. Okay. 36, oh. All right. well, mate. Congratulations. Thirty-six years ago. You, you weren't even born thirty-six years ago. When I had my first hole in one. And now I lovely. have my second. Uh, yeah, nine eye, nine iron on the uh on the ninth okay. hole. Beautiful. Um yep. I did think I did think about you at the time because the ninth hole at Little Frankston is um uh, the backdrop is is the uh, eucalyptus ghost tree. Oh, the, right. The, the banner thing. It's a dead tree. It's dead, totally dre- dead. Um, it's had all its limbs pruned off. Yeah, but, yeah. But they can't they can't get rid of it because it was planted by the queen, so it oh. remains there as a ghost tree. So under the shadow of the tree planted by the queen in 1927 or something like that. Um, wow, uh, mate, that's I, great. I hold
1: out. And, Very good. Uh, now, I mean, I was. <laughs> It's kind of surprising I'm hearing this now, Roscoe. This is the first I've heard of it. This is something that uh, I would have thought that you would have maybe crowed a little bit about on socials. I did see one picture, and you were kind of alluding to the, uh, the to a hole in one, but uh, but mate, you've got a you've got to shout a little louder about that, don't you?
0: Well, I did I did um, contemplate the you know how yeah. we went to the how we went to the market. Um, with the news, uh- <laughs> but you wanted to save it for the pod because you you, you captured audience and uh, followers no, no. and listeners no. and and, uh, no. and
1: and a bit deep, Loss probably. Loss- yeah, last I mean, both of them life. are probably still listening, Roscoe. You, yeah, like, we've exactly. just informed two or three people.
0: So um, Well, my dad's tuned out by now. Said, I did, did you? I said, did you hear about the whole? I, I will say to him, did you hear about the whole month? Oh, I can't even listen that long. It's, yeah, uh, you know, you'll lose me. You lose me about the fifth minute, you two. Yeah, you two, <laughs> doing, you know, he's he's all right, but you're just full of shit. Um, no, uh, so no, I didn't. I didn't, and but I did. You know, I feel bad about it in hindsight now because. You know, like every person who's at a hole in one that has doesn't even know <laughs> doesn't even know our, our mate Jamie Glazier like tags Jamie Glazier in when they have yeah. a hole in one. and like <laughs> if you you we can talk to Jamie about this when we catch up with him, like he he gets people tagging him from all parts of the world that he's never never seen, don't follow him, all that sort of stuff. Hey, Jamie, had a hole in one. Have you had one yet? So that's that poor the guy that Jamie Glazier hasn't hired a hole-in-one and my post was my picture of me holding a finger up and the Mm. ball and a flag signifying Mm. hole-in-one. Should we tag Jamie in this or not? So I went, I stooped that low. I felt bad about it. I should have just posted the video that I made with uh, Chris Day, which was basically, uh, Chris, can you tell everyone from the podcast world what just happened? He says, well, I think, man, that uh, you just had a hole-in-one but I wasn't watching. <laughs> it's a little stuff no He one. didn't watch. There's not, a, there's not a person on the property. Like it's like no one's there. It's just he and I. And uh, he hits his shot and it's a flub chunk, last shot of the day. He's filthed himself. He nearly hits the ducks. It doesn't go very far. <laughs> it, was, it, it wasn't the greatest shot that he hit in the two rounds of golf that I'd recently played with him. I stand up with my nine-iron, just peel a perfect little fade, one bounce into the hole. And I turn around and go, You see that? I could see him looking down. You went, No, man, no, I didn't. What happened? Where'd you go? In the water? <laughs> it went, it w- went in the hole. You had a hole in one. I said, And you weren't watching. <laughs> um, so no one witnessed it. So the video oh. was, um, I did make a video, which I post, I kept of him telling everyone that he wasn't watching. You know, yep. the greatest moment in my golfing career in 36 years. I encourage you to get it out there, Roscoe. Post it. I was pretty I was pretty happy. Like, I was pretty I was pretty happy post. At the time I was like, oh that's interesting. Yeah. And I remember I remember 36 years ago as a you know a very young golfer playing my first round of uh, comp with my new set of uh, PGF aristocrat SBs, one iron through sandwich, custom fit by first one. First round of, of comp. First round of comp. Uh you had a hole custom- in one.
1: Yep, with the
0: 8-iron, 134 metres. Jesus, meters. that
1: started with a bang, didn't it? And It was downhill from there.
0: <laughs> pretty much. I wish I still had those clubs that got nicked in South Yarra on top of the roof in Chapel Street. Bloody Cessna, right? Ruffians. No, they got bloody nicked in oh, South, South, Yarra. South Yarra. South Yarra. Chapel oh, Street. Darling. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I remember feeling pretty calm about it then, and I, I was then, but late in, in the night I had a moment of reflection. I was pretty chuffed with myself that it went in the hole. But no, that's no great, lives. mate. So it was a small shout at the bar. Did you was there anyone still there or no one at the bar? It, if for anyone's listening that's played at Little Franks and will understand that there is no bar. Uh, they have a clubhouse, but there's no bar in there. They have a kitchen, which is self-serve. Um, yeah. and it's basically bring your own. So the members barbecue up their food and then they go and sit down and have a bottle of wine with their barbecue and salad. Right. And they clean up clean up their own dishes after afterwards. It's um it's a insane nine hole golf course. Um more importantly, it's immaculate condition, beautiful cooch fairways, beautiful cut rough, small, you know, elephant sort of buried underneath greens, severe slope, uh, I think it's power, so super fast downhill, um, short, you know, a couple of drivable par fours, a couple of quirky little holes, yeah. down par five. Um, and it's just this little slice of golfing heaven in the middle of Frankston. Um, bower birds blowing off everywhere, kookaburra snakes, uh, all this flora and fauna, some great um, native fauna in there, which I believe the the Royal Melbourne Metro and Kingston Heath members that are members down there sort of do cuttings and, you know, they'll find a species that exists that, down there that they need to propagate in these other places. Yeah, all those sorts of stories exist. Right. Uh, no, no one there. So no, no money. It was exchanged for um the shout. A couple people, a couple people. John Cornish from Kingston, he said that's the cheapest shout you'll ever have because I was going to say,
1: yeah, the cheapest hole one ever recorded. Yep. So um. (laughs) Oh, that's great, mate. Good stuff. Excellent. That was was a long. Another
0: thirty six years before the next one. No, see now I'm ready to go again. Yeah, I still need to
1: will one into existence. Never had uh, one.
0: I, it's give me the mojo to to will one back in, um, and I played subsequently had 30, 36 points with a wipe on the first at PK on Friday, so oh. I'm, I'm 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 good. I'm back. He's in form. He's back. Good. Did you playing golf? You any golf, you play any golf um, in Adelaide?
1: No, no. It was a, in Saturday morning out Sunday lunchtime. Um or mid afternoon, but uh yeah, no, I played golf play golf last Wednesday. Uh thirty-four points. Happy with that. Um and uh yeah, playing tomorrow. I think I'm gonna play Friday and I got the call up today, Roscoe, into Monday, into uh Robert Allenby's charity event on Monday at Yarra Yarra. So oh, nice. um so yeah, got a good got a call and an invite to that for for Monday. So I'm uh, looking forward to that. It's going to be a cracking day Monday 27 here in Melbourne, and Yarra Yarra is uh, is just a ton of fun. So uh, can't wait to play that. Maybe I'll get a hole in one there. And oh, what is it, the 14th? That uphill. Um, oh, yeah,
0: well that, that'd that be that. If if the pin's down the bottom, it's mm-hmm. there's definitely a hole. It's definitely a hole in one pin there. All right. But, that's all funny enough, funny that's enough, I played it. I, I played there two weeks ago, and hmm. hit one of the best best eight irons I've hit in a long time. It sailed over the top of the pin into the the um, the hump, you know, yep. that sort of. And I thought this is this is going to suck back into the uh, potentially going to the hole, and it didn't. It stopped well short. But I did I did think about a hole in mine in that particular moment. Um, you can pick some easier. Path threes to have holes in one, and there are some of the best path threes in the sand belt uh, down there. The collection of path threes at Yarra. Yarra. Uh, when was the last time we played there? Is it the
1: fifth? Is it the fifth? It's also uh, no four, five, the six. Must be the sixth. Um yeah. I've nearly had. I was like inches away. Might be the closest I've come to a hole in one in many, many years. Um, there last summer. Uh, last time I played there, oh yeah, a few months ago maybe right. the, the other side of winter. Um, so you've seen, you've, seen there.
0: Though, yeah, you've seen all Doug's work?
1: Yeah, you know, I'd never played it in its old form. So uh-huh. I only know, yeah, yeah. yeah, I only know it as do- Doug's work. So, um, but yeah, thoroughly enjoy it. It's great fun.
0: Uh, well, mate, I think we've blithered on enough, Um, certainly yep. much longer than I thought we would. Um, But was uh, Open, watch it on TV. You're going with Cam Davis, I'm going with Kim Davis. I didn't tip a. Uh, I didn't tip a male. I tipped uh, Grace Kim. I reversed my tip. i tipping Grace Kim. Yep. Uh, and
1: Tiger to win number 83 and break Snead's rec- record, and for me to get a holy one on Monday. So okay, let's go make that happen, Roscoe.
0: I reckon one of those two things are more possible than the other. Thank you yeah appreciate that support I'm, and, I, and I'm back in, I'm back in <laughs> you nothing against tiger but I'm back in your hole in one before tiger's 83rd win um anyway Let's see. Uh, that's enough, that's enough of us uh rabbiting on but thank you very much for those that do uh, stand the test of time and listen uh the feedback the messages the support that we get uh do really do appreciate it uh if you are at the uh Oz open uh, I'll be carrying a camera that's way too appropriate for my skill level um, around the course on Thursday, Friday, um, Saturday. good have um, already had a couple of people reach out and ask if we're going to be there. Uh, PK, uh, Phil Kethel from Sydney. I'm not sure if we'll see each other. You've got to work. But uh, for those that do get down there, um, send us your photos. Thanks for joining us wherever you are around Australia. Um, like, share, subscribe, all those wonderful things. And, uh, and we'll see you uh, next week on the My Love of Golf Podcast.